Hello, and welcome to an introduction to my daily prayer services. This is something that I've been doing um, not only with this church, John Calvin Presbyterian Church, but my previous church as well. It comes from a history of sort of a daily liturgy, which is something that I was introduced to in seminary. And it's just a daily practice, just focusing every day on prepared prayers. Uh, the, the nice thing about that is it goes through sort of this litany of, of different things that we might pray for. And it causes me personally, and I commend it to you, to, to think and pray about things that we don't normally do. It also is a time to focus on scripture. Right now, we're focusing on the uh, lectionary readings for today. Um, and uh, let me tell you a little bit about that. But the basic idea is that it is a time of prayer, a time of scripture reading, and just time to, to reflect on all the many things that God has done for us. So this is just sort of an introduction so you know what to expect. Every, every day I'll sort of open with a welcome to worship, and then we will go to our opening sentences. Um, they are always, O oh Lord, open my lips, and the response is, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. That comes from Psalm 51. You may notice there's a little number um, for those of you who are watching. That is just to help me keep track of which one it, it is that we're talking about. Then we go into a thanksgiving for baptism. Um, you may re recognize this opening part of the liturgy from the great prayer of thanksgiving when we take communion. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. But this is a reminder and a thanksgiving for the baptism we have, the, um, the baptismal identity that we have in Christ. And then there are some words about that baptism, and those will change from day to day. Then we go into our readings for the day, and this is from the daily lectionary. During the summer, we do the daily lectionary readings. The daily lectionary is a two-year cycle with a reading for every day. Um, normally, there are two psalms for the morning. The first psalm is a just a, uh, a song psalm, and it sort of has, there's some sort of pattern to it. I'm not sure exactly what it is. The second psalm is the last five psalms broken into seven pieces. Um, the last five psalms of the book of Psalms are designed specifically for sort of worship and for praise. They're very... Um, praise kind of things. And so Monday is always going to be the same psalm, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. So that's a repeat on repeat. So every week we kind of remind our are seeing those ones over and over and we are also getting a new psalm. The first reading is always an Old Testament reading and it goes semi-chronological or not chronological but through a particular book of the Bible and it sort of shoots around. Right now we're in the Song of Solomon, which is quite interesting. Um, the readings on Sunday will not coincide for the, new, for the second reading and the gospel reading, but the first reading 
the the Old Testament one continues on in that pattern. Second reading is from some epistle. Um, that is a non-gospel text from the New Testament. And then, of course, the gospel reading. And that will be kind of focus on one gospel for a while, except for Sundays, and then switch around. There are also evening psalms. I sort of, in my mind, this is a morning um, prayer service, but you can listen to it or watch it at any time, whatever is convenient. But I, I tend to focus on the morning psalms. So I'll go ahead and read through those. Um, I'll say a couple things about reading the psalms. You notice um, if you look at psalms, one line is sort of stuck, sticks out more, and then the next line is in a little bit. I tend to try to show that in my voice. I tend to do different voices depending on who's writing, just so we can kind of differentiate as well. Um, not as much with the Psalms, but with the other ones. The other thing, and I don't have it in, in one of these, is you may see from time to time a Selah. Selah is, we're not sure exactly, but we suspect that it is a chance to sort of pause and think about the things that have just been read or said. And so I will take some time to, to think through those. So those are our readings. Then we go back to our, um, we'll say the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Um, and then I will talk a little bit about the scriptures, um, just sort of thinking those over. I may show them again. I may just sort of reflect. This is completely off the cuff. Um, I may not think of words. And in general, my style is very much, I don't go back and edit myself unless you know, there's a phone call or someone comes to the office in the middle, then I'll, I'll cut that out. But if I make a mistake, I don't cover that up because we're human. We make mistakes. Um, so much of our culture is geared around that sort of like presenting this perfect Facebook, Pinterest sort of image of myself. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think it is truthful. And so I will mess up words and I will say things in really awkward ways and ways that don't quite make sense. And you know what? That's, that's, how, that's how it would be sometimes. So um, I just go with that in general. Unless it's really, really bad, then I might edit it out. Um, then we gather together for prayers of thanksgiving and intercession. Always starts with satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. There is a prayer for, for God, and usually, again, this comes from the morning prayer, so it has to do with that oftentimes. And then there are these this sort of litany, especially we thank you for, and then list all sorts of different things. Um, usually this first one is for something within the church. Um, we talk about sort of the relationships in this first set, usually. So the affection of our friends, um, your call to love and serve one another, presence and power of your spirit. Um, between each of those, I will take some time. And so that is time for you to reflect on, you know, whatever it is, the, the affection of our friends. And you can spend some time to think about your friends and thank God for all that they do in and, and through you. Um, and that relationships we have, whatever God calls to mind during that. Then after each of these, there's a people of God for what else do we give thanks? 
at that point, I will lift up prayers from our prayer list that um, are more on the Thanksgiving side of things. If you have your own prayers of Thanksgiving, go ahead and call those out or, or think about them. Um, if you have prayer requests and you would like us to pray for them, by all means, reach out and, and uh, go to our website. We have a, a prayer list. You can find website or um, emails and all that sort of stuff to get to us. You can leave it in the comments on YouTube. However you are watching, you can share those in that way. Then there's another prayer just sort of to, to bring our mind back to what God is, is doing. And then there's a second set of litany. The first thing that we pray for is a particular group. So it might be a geographical group. It may be a type of or, or a particular body of the Christian church. Um, we pray for the next part is, is usually sort of a more ecological type thing. We pray for folks who are suffering oftentimes. And again, there's a people of God for what else do we pray? This is more concerns that we may have. Again, from our, I will lift up folks from our prayer list. You'll notice I only use first names so that we don't give out too much information. We don't dox people. Um, so keep that in mind. If you want to submit your prayer requests, that is not something the, the full information is not going to go out there. Um, but it, of course, I ask you to lift up your own prayers for yourself and for those around you and the situations that God calls to your heart and mind. Then there is a sort of closing of that time with a form prayer and joining together in the Lord's Prayer. Um, our tradition is to say debtors. Uh, but if you are a transgressor, by all means, you can kind of squeeze that in. And uh, the point is that we're gathering together in this prayer. And then there is a dismissal. So that's the basic idea of the prayer service. That is a, a form thing. It's something that we do every, every day. I try to do these for every day. Uh, it doesn't always work. Um, and sometimes they get mixed up and I apologize for that. Um, but the idea is that we can all take some time to gather together in prayer and how wonderful it is that we can gather together in prayer. Even though we, maybe I've never met you. Maybe you've never met me. Um, usually those go together. Uh, maybe we have met and we see each other all the time. Um, maybe you just need some time to reflect. And so whatever it is, it's a time to just gather together to pray for God's will and work in and through our lives. The last thing I wanted to say, and I meant to say it when I was talking about scripture, is I am trying to be more intentional about using inclusive language when we're talking about not only the people of God, um, but also God. Right. Um, so you may notice if you're following along reading, I will oftentimes, if I'm thinking uh, about it, I will replace he, which is traditionally the word, the pronoun that you, we use for God, for God. The purpose for that is um, that pronoun that we have for God is just sort of um, 
there's there's a whole historical thing behind it that it's just it's easier to use a pronoun rather rather than a name. Um, however, when we say that God is He, the intention is not to say that God is male because that is not what we believe. We believe that God is a spirit and has no body. Uh, God is not gendered. Um, we understand God as God. Historically, we have understood God as Father and as He because for the cultures of that time, that was uh, more important. Hopefully, we are becoming more egalitarian and understanding things and uh, understanding gender maybe in a more um, wide-reaching sort of way. And so, not while we inside the church can hear the word he connected with God and say, okay, we're just talking about God. We don't mean that God is male necessarily. That does not mean that everyone hears it that way. Um, some people are very sort of challenged or, or we might say triggered by that male pronoun for whatever reason that might be. Uh, people may have a misunderstand who we're talking about in God, that God is absolutely, totally a male person, right? You know, the um, bearded white dude in the sky, right? That's our, our image of God, and that is not who God is. Those metaphors of father and king and mother and bear and fire and all of these things are ultimately metaphors, ways that we might understand who God is, but they are not ultimately who God is. So that is why I will say God instead of he oftentimes. Now, when we get to the Psalms, oftentimes, if there's he twice in the same clause, it gets really clunky to say God both times. I'm trying some different things out there. So, but no, if I mess up, if I use a pronoun, he, maybe even sometimes she, they. Um, if I say just brothers and sisters rather than siblings, you know, that sort of thing. Um, know that it's not an intentional sort of lack of inclusivity. It's just, you know, I'm not thinking about it. But that's the reason, and for those of you who are wondering maybe why, why I might be doing that, that's the reason. It is to make sure that our scripture in its un, our understanding of scripture and our theology is being clearly communicated um as the english language is changing it, the english language like every living language does change and the way we use the the male pronoun of he now is different to what it was 20 years ago 100 years ago um you could easily say man or mankind or anyone who does this, he, blah, blah, blah. And everybody would know you mean just generally everyone. Um, that's not the way that we use the English language anymore. And so I want to respect that and know um, that that is the case. So I don't mean to, to um, offend anyone by my use or non-use of the male uh, pronoun for God, but that's the reason for it. So I apologize if it's a little bit clunky or um, 
or awkward sometimes, but that's that's the that's the hope and that's the ideal that we're that we're going for. Um, the last thing is that switching things over a little bit, and this is now going to be available in a podcast form as well. So you can just listen to it. Right now we're up on Spotify and I'm working on some other options as well. Um, there is an RSS feed on our website. If if you know what that is, you can go ahead and subscribe to it and, and find it wherever you listen to podcasts and just load it on up and it'll show up and you can listen to it instead of watch it. Or you can watch it instead of listen to it. It just depends on, on you know, how you use this tool, how you use this prayer service. I really thank you for watching and sticking with all the way through this intro or listening all the way through this intro. Please um, go ahead and like this video, share it with someone else, subscribe or follow or whatever it is. Give us a thumbs up or a whatever platform you happen to be watching or listening on. You know, all the good things that are asked for that. That really helps get the word out and, and other people might be able to use this. If you have comments or questions, if you have prayer requests, if you have suggestions on how this could be better um, and constructive criticism, um, please feel free to, to send that out. Thank you for joining me um, whenever that you might do so for prayer. And thank you for joining me for this uh, intro. Thanks. Bye.